We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everybody, what is going on? Welcome to the DFS Pick 6, the Roto World DFS Pick 6, presented by Roto Grinders. I'm Eric Crane, joined by two of the best in the business, two of my friends. Guys, we're going on almost two years on doing this show. They haven't fired yeah. us. We have so much more job security than a lot of these NFL guys. I mean, it's uh, it's really looking good for the Pick 6 crew. First, we got Rich Rebar. What's going on, Reeves? What's going on, Eric, man? Uh, you know, last week was looking like such a repeat of Thanksgiving. You know, that, that first three-game slate, I just got buried because I played so much Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler scored 25 points. Uh, and I thought, man, I'm, this, is, this is Thanksgiving all over again. But I bounced back. And, you know, Sunday was really hot. You know, I, I, we talked about Everyone had real big Sundays. And, you know, you did as well. Uh, you, had the Keel, you had so much Keelan Cole, man. Where was that on the show last week? That was, that was, a, that was a late addition to the old Crane uh, player pool. <laughs> it, but it worked out though it worked out just fine me and my boy keelan we uh we go way back now we're we're boys now we're gonna you know we're gonna rock this world as the kids say also join us we got evan silva what's up evan what's up man what's up? what's up hey, we, we had a we had a we had a good week uh with uh Birdman. call call <laughs> robbie gould robbie gould tw- dropped 24 on fanduel has a kicker ever scored that many i mean I don't I know. I literally, Robbie Gould literally just like saved my week though. Or on like, like DK, I did pretty well, but Fandle's yeah. ugly until. <laughs> <laughs> you hooked it up for us. Yeah, it's a good week, man. It was, it was a real good week. Yep, absolutely. And of course, now we're sitting around week 16. And of course, it, things change a little bit now because before we could always say, okay, well, these are the best matchups. We know this team's going to try and do that, yada, yada, yada. Reeves, now we also have to figure out which teams actually give a crap about what's going on. So how do you kind of approach the late season 
NFL DFS because of that reason. Yeah, I mean, well, we've had, uh, you know, we've been circling the wagon on a lot of teams here, you know, weekly of teams to target, you know, whether it be, you know, like last week, I mean, we Vikings onslaught was such a space. There was no bigger lock of the week than the Vikings just destroying the Bengals Maybe in that it's... game. Like, it was, it was such an easy call. Like, we, granted, it ended up being so bad that, like, we didn't get a bucket of fantasy points. Uh, but, like, it was such an easy call that they were just going to destroy. So, I mean, there are teams that have – and once they announced that he, uh, Marv was out, too, like, right before that game, like, the night before, it was like, oh, God, it was, like, completely over. Uh, but, yeah, we, there's just certain teams we've circled, you know, on the bandwagon, you know, the, the bandwagon here. Uh, the Giants have been one of those teams. But they've been kind of, like, playing some teams, like, closer, you know, since this whole, like, fiasco happened and this fags has taken over. They've tried I mean, to beat the game. It was impossible for them to play him farther away. <laughs> like, they were just getting destroyed every day. But I don't think that this week we're going to have really any impact. Next week there might be a little more when we do the show. Um, I, I saw some people talking about if the Vikings won, that maybe like the Eagles wouldn't play Nick Foles the whole game. But I don't really see how that's really possible. I mean, we can't use Nick Foles anyways because there's no games for him uh, in DFS. But, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. They still need to get him reps with all these guys, live game reps. Maybe next week he doesn't play a full game. But uh, this week, I mean, there's really – I don't really think there are any scenarios where we won't see guys, you know, go full tilt. Yeah, and it's going to be a good time, obviously. Evan, what are you looking forward to this week besides, you know, kicking some ass? Yeah, just I think there are just a lot of good plays on the board. So trying to put together, you know, trying to build a core, trying to come up with a core. Um, I think that D.D. Westbrook will probably be in that core. core. I hope that people fade him because of last week. Apparently he was – I mean, he was super high-owned last week. Yeah. I think he was like 58% in cash or something on DK. Yeah, 21% in tournaments. Yeah, so that's really high. Uh, and he did not play poorly last week. I mean, he, it only shows two targets in the box score. He actually got four. He On two of them, he uh, set up teammates for touchdowns uh, by drawing a, a pass interference flag like at the three-yard line and then uh, drawing a holding flag uh, in the end zone. Uh, I mean, it's not like he was playing poorly. The other guys just had bigger games that happen sometimes in the NFL, high-variant sport. And I, mean, I think we go right back to him against the 49ers. I don't think anybody in the 49ers can cover D.D. Westbrook. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at that game, it just seems like the Jags should roll kind of however the hell they want to roll. I mean, it's, that, that should be a beatdown, of course. We'll get I can't that. believe that game is four points, man. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that seems weird. Jimmy GQ, man, it's got Jimmy everyone going. Jimmy G's good, man. Jimmy G's good. Jimmy G is good, but, like, I, I don't know. I've been I've been doing just fine this year not playing anybody against the Jags defense. I don't think I'm going to suit this year. Like, life gets easier when you just fade guys against the Jags defense. So, I'm not going to do that. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into the slate because we're going to do things a little bit differently today. Instead of going picking three games, picking three topics, we're going to go position by position, and that's right, we even mean kicker. And so you guys get really pumped for that segment coming up at the end of the show. First off, let's talk some quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, he's the most expensive guy over here. And we were talking before the show, and the one thing I said, the Ezekiel Elliott-Russell Wilson combo, Evan, to me, that makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm down with it. I mean, last two games, uh, Seahawks have been getting pounded by the run. I mean, it wasn't just last week, Todd Gurley. It was the week before Leonard Fournette had you know, his best game like in months uh, against Seattle. Uh, I know that they're going to have uh, their two linebackers back. I mean, Bobby Wagner played last week, but K.J. Wright was out, and K.J. Wright is due back this week. But, you know, going on the road, um, face – I mean, I don't I, I don't trust their run defense at this point. I trust it to be a, a positive matchup 
for Zeke Elliott. Uh, the Cowboys players were talking about how uh, he, during his six-week layoff, he uh, went and got in better shape. I thought that early, early in the season he wasn't in that good of shape. I mean, there were some open field runs. I think that he could have maximized a little bit more if he had a little bit more juice. Uh, and I, I'm expecting to come back and be full tilt. I'm expecting to come back and play every snap in the Cowboys offense. They're, they're in a must-win situation. They consider him to be the player that they build their offense around. Um, I, I expect 100%, you know, I mean, like with upside for 30 touches. Uh, and then Russ, I mean, with the, the recency bias, I think that people will get worried about that. Uh, you know, the Cowboys, their pass rush has been non-existent. Uh, whereas, you know, the last two weeks, Russ faced the Jaguars and the friggin' Rams, like two top five pass defense, top five pass defenses. Now he's facing a Cowboys defense that has zero sacks in four of its last five games. Um, so I think that I, I love that game, uh, period. I think that we could see Jimmy Graham easily bounce back. Doug Baldwin has a great matchup. You mentioned Zeke on the other side. I think Dez uh, can can get hot in this game. Uh, so I, I like that game a lot uh, from from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah, and Reeves, I know you're into a little bit of Russ bounce back. Even the, the MVP talk, it, it's over, right? Russ isn't winning the MVP after last week. Yeah, I mean, they're probably not going to make the playoffs now. I would, I would assume that they're not. It's looking pretty dark. Uh, but, I mean, I'm definitely back into Russ this week because I think a lot of people are going to go back to Cam, and for good reason. Uh, you know, we'll talk about Cam in a little bit. But, I mean, for Russ, the spot is really good. If you think about Seattle, uh, they have the highest, you know, split in touchdowns. They have the highest rate of their touchdowns come from passing. 30 of their 34 offensive touchdowns come from passing at 88%. Dallas uh, is allowing 78% of their touchdowns to be passing touchdowns. That's the highest for a defense. They're not allowing a lot of rushing touchdowns. We know the Seattle backs can't rush for touchdowns. They're the only the Seattle backs haven't even converted a carry inside the five for a touchdown yet this season. Uh, so, I mean, if they're going to throw touchdowns, if they're going to score touchdowns, they're probably going to be throwing. It's going to be Russ. Evan talked about the, you know, the Cowboys pass rush. That's the the big signal right there. I mean, if you watch that game, I actually Aaron Donald just wrecked that game, just ruined it. And then that was one of those games where the negative game script was so bad, you can't get garbage points from it was one of those I remember looking we were watching it with my buddy and he played Russ and I was like dude you're not gonna get any points in the second half like you think you are like it's it's one of those games where it's just too far gone uh and we thought he'd be cool. he, he, actually ended up, there. <laughs> he did man they left he him in for like two battle. drives after I thought he's gonna come out but uh yeah I think it's a great spot to go back to him and we could talk about the receivers I'm really into the the, the, the upside here for the receivers too especially a guy like Paul Richardson who actually is out targeted Doug Baldwin over the past five weeks and has scoring potential because we talked about those touchdowns that Cowboys giving up they're giving up all, a bunch of passing touchdowns they're all going to wide receivers I um, mean opposing wide receivers have scored 60 percent of the touchdowns by skilled players against uh, the Cowboys uh, that's the highest rate in the league for wide receiver play so I mean P. Rich Doug Baldwin might be able to bounce back I mean Doug Baldwin's one of those guys he's He's not. He's he's been the typical Doug Baldwin where he's asked to do a lot on very little, and he's done that the past few weeks. But I mean, you'd like to see a little more target volume than what he's getting. But it's a good spot. I mean, the Cowboys have really struggled with receivers in the archetype of Doug Baldwin this year, especially you know guys like Keenan Allen, really Keenan Allen, Larry Fitzgerald, um, Cooper Cup had a really good game against them. Sterling Shepard had a good game against them. It's I mean Doug Baldwin fits that corollary of guys that have really given the Cowboys problems. Yeah, I mean, look, this week, it's only Wednesday, so I haven't decided anything, but the idea of just doing 80 teams or something with Russ, Baldwin, and and Zeke just seems almost too easy. Evan, who are some of the other quarterbacks you're targeting outside of Russ? 
Uh, just regarding the MVP voting, which you mentioned earlier, um, I believe that actually uh, the AP, the people who are uh, the members of that, that get to vote for that, um, they can turn in their votes. They can start turning in their votes like really early in December. Uh, so I still wouldn't rule out Russell Wilson winning it. Uh, you know, we, we shall see. I mean, if people wanted to get their votes in early, you know, and not have to worry about it later in the season, et cetera, you know, it's just people do, you know, it's, it's not a, not a perfect process. Uh, Cam, I think is the best, the number one play uh, quarterback this week. Um, the Bucks are terrible. Uh, they can't rush the passer at all. They're 25th in the NFL in quarterback hits, last in the NFL in sacks. Probably not going to have Gerald McCoy again. Levante David, I don't know. They lost their strong side linebacker, Darius Glanton, last week to a fractured leg. Uh, I like that game, by the way. You know, we're just – Oh, yeah. I, I like to, yeah, I like to talk about games that uh, have a chance to shoot out, and I think that that one has a chance to shoot out. Uh, we saw Mike Evans get rolling a little bit. Uh, last week, uh, Chris Godwin, I think, is a great sleeper. We could talk about him more uh, uh, when we talk about wideouts. Um, I like Alex Smith a lot. I love the spot for Travis Kelsey. Uh, Tyreek Hill is, you know, the, the single most dangerous wide receiver in the NFL. Um, you know, Big Ben against the Texans. I wish we had him on the main slate. I'm going to try to play some Sunday-Monday to, to get some juju and, and hey, Martavis. That's fun, buddy. That's right. Sunday, Monday, so that's where it's at. Almost won, I almost won it last week. Bortles against the 49ers. 49ers give a bunch of rushing stats to quarterbacks. Uh, Bortles just playing well, man. I mean, he's a top 10 fantasy quarterback in four straight starts. Uh, I like the, the potential pace of that game, especially if the 49ers are able to turn the Jags into a pass funnel, which I think they might be able to. Uh, over the, over the, the 49ers' last four games, uh, holding RBs to 3.06 yards per carry. Um, if they, you know, I think that they can, they can force the Jags to be, become a pass first team. And the Jags have sort of embraced being that, uh, Phillip rivers. I wish that we had Hunter Henry, you know, but I think that Keenan Allen just goes nuts. Um, and I, I think that Antonio Gates is capable of scoring touchdowns. You oh, know? Right. So, uh, so I like Phillip rivers. Um, that's pretty much what I got. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's it. By the way, I love that's the <laughs> And Blake Bortles, he's 6,500 on DraftKings. Somehow Blake Bortles, like if you had this on the in the parlay, like way to go because he's more expensive than Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, <laughs> Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, and Jameis Winston. Like if you hit on that, way to go. Reeves, you know, we talked about Bortles. We talked about Drew Brees, even Alex Smith. If we want to save some money this week, we Evan mentioned the uh, Tampa game maybe being a shootout. Jameis Winston down there at 5,700 looked pretty good last week. Mike Evans had a heck of a catch in the end zone in double coverage. Jameis Winston, do you want to get behind a little Jameis? Um, I think you can in tournaments, uh, especially when you look at Jameis. I mean, he's he's not had a very good season, you know, by any means. And I think, you know, he would tell you that Tampa Bay's had a really bad season. But, I mean, he's been a QB one now in five of his past seven, you know, games where he's not been knocked out of. And the Jet, or, uh, the Panthers the past six weeks, man, uh, all, almost 280 passing yards per game they're allowing. Uh, they're probably not going to be able to run the football, not that they really can anyways. Uh, I mean, they could have – the ghost of Ricky Bell back. I don't think it would matter. They really wouldn't run the ball well against the Panthers this week. Not with that offensive line. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, considering his price, uh, price, the volume he's going to have, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you could dabble a little bit. You know, I'm probably not going to play him in cash or anything, but I think you definitely could dabble. 
Uh, a couple other guys. I'm into all the guys Evan mentioned for a lot of reasons. I think Cam's probably the number one play. Alex Smith is a great play. You know, um, you talk about Bortles. I think Matt Stafford is a really good play. Uh, the Bengals, I've talked about, they're dying. They, like, and all their guys are hurt, too, on defense. They, all their secondaries hurt. Perfect. We don't know if he's ever going to come back. They're another team that really can't run the ball effectively. Uh, the Bengals have gotten progressively worse since they're by. They've allowed 18 passing points per game to quarterbacks. Uh, after uh, just lying a little under 11, you know, prior to their bye, I think he's a good play. Um, I do want to talk – I want to talk about it because I, I texted Evan and Pat, our buddy Pat Thurman earlier, man. Drew, Drew Stanton, man, is min-priced on both sides. He's had 15 points in each of his two starts. The 10 of the past 11 quarterbacks to face the Giants who had 15 or more points. They've had seven touchdowns the past two weeks. Since Janoris Jenkins has been out, they allowed 287 passing yards to Derek Carr without Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. They allowed 332 passing yards, a career high to Dak Prescott. They're 32nd in passing points allowed per team. They are 31st in touchdown rate allowed per completion. I mean, he's min-priced. He's already had, and we're not even starting with the matchup first. He's had 15 fantasy points in both of his two starts. So, I mean, there's something tangible to latch onto before we even talk about the matchup. A home favorite, I mean – Min price, like man. If you sit through this game, you should get a prize. I might play him in cash because I want to play so many other guys. Uh, Evan, tell me not to play Drew Stanton. I'm begging you. Uh, I mean, Reeves is smart, dude. So I know Reeves. I don't. Is smart. I don't That's like to I mean, fade the Reeves. I don't like to fade the Reeves. You know, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I think I, we've I, talked I about the, the Reeves. I think we've talked about on the show though. So like if you if you're someone and you should be someone that, that goes back and looks at your successful lineups and how your lineup structure works well, my most successful lineup structure is typically paying down at quarterback, sometimes punting quarterback. I mean, last week it was Nick Foles, uh, you know, in cash games that is because you can just fit so many high equity guys and quarterback has such an inherently high floor. I mean, if if I can get fifteen to eighteen points out of you stand, man for min price and you're telling me I can then add Ezekiel Elliott plus my Kareem Hunt plus my Alvin Kamara like that's something that really intrigues me instead of having to go down to you know uh, that third tier of running back no I mean I get it and I understand what you're saying but I just played Deshaun Kaiser and I don't really want to talk about it anymore like, I, I, I really might see if I can pay up for Dan Marino or something I'm so sick of these two quarters back just screwing me Every single I, on that false toll, bro. I, I played false on Fanduel. Like <laughs> Fanduel, I had I had quite a bit of falls that worked out pretty well. Obviously, paired him with Hertz. Life was good. Played Evans boy Robbie Gould. So uh, you know we were we were good as Gould as we say. Let's talk about some running backs because I think more than maybe any other slate this season, we have more high end running backs and good mm. spots. Gurley, look, I mean, the matchup isn't great, but he's matchup proof. Kareem Hunt at home against Miami. Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram at home against Atlanta. Zeke Elliott returning. He's home against Seattle. LaShawn McCoy at the Patriots. Leonard Fournette at the uh, at San Fran. Melvin Gordon, there might be no Austin Eckler against the Jets. Evan, we've got so many running backs at the upper end. I almost think it's a mistake to pay down at running back this week because you know at least two or three of these guys are going to go for 35. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, you know, lean toward agreeing with you. Um, you mentioned a lot of good plays. I like Dion Lewis as well uh, at home against the uh, the Bills. Uh, Patriots are significant home favorites. Bills are terrible in run defense. Bill Belichick, you know, more than any other coach, is good at identifying the weaknesses of his opponent and exploiting them. 
Um, I think there's going to be some buzz, I think, on Mike Gillisley. Uh, you know, no, no thanks uh, for, for me. Oh, this I is think, the week he screws us. <laughs> no, 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 no. Deion Lewis, Deion Lewis is going to be the guy, I think. Oh, he better uh, be because I, I know – I am so sh- like in my mind, I, I just have this picture of me rostering a bunch of Dion Lewis. And then we get Jonas Gray 2.0 scoring his fourth touchdown of the game. The I, don't, I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening. I mean, Mike Gillsley, like if you go back and look at the four games that Rex Burkhead missed, I mean, we have a four game sample size of Rex Burkhead missing time and Mike Gillsley didn't do anything. I mean, he averaged 44 rushing yards he hasn't been ever been seen a passing game target in a Patriots uniform. Um, you know, no, no thanks. I think we see Deion Lewis with like 16 to 20 touches this week. I think that we see like Mike Gillisley mixed in for maybe six or seven. I mean, here's the thing. Like if he, if he runs well, then he could see more, you know, but I think that this is going to be a Deion Lewis uh, foundation game. Um Kareem Hunt as a big home favorite against the Dolphins. I mean, I think that that's real, real hot. Uh, Joe Mixon, I think, is a really interesting guy because we have not seen him. He's really cheap. We haven't seen him in a couple weeks. He's facing one of the worst run defenses in the league. Uh, And in his last two games, he had 22 and 26 touches. Um, I mean, uh, Jordan Howard, I think, is worth mentioning because he's much more – so the matchup really isn't that great against the Browns. It's like below a below average matchup, uh, but he's what it comes down to for Jordan Howard is not matchup. It comes down to game script. So if you think that the Bears can keep this game close and or play with a lead, Jordan Howard can go nuts. Um, and look, he's very much a FanDuel, you know, lean play. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, his floor is terrible, you know, uh, and he doesn't catch any passes when he does get targets, he drops them. Um, but I, I think that he's a guy worth mentioning as well. I just don't see how we can play any of these guys when at least two of these upper tier guys are going to go for 35. Reeves, we kind of like mentioned, we named off every guy basically, and we show you. <laughs> are you wanting to chime in? Uh, I mean, listen, uh, Jordan Howard is my Melvin Gordon to Evan. You know, uh, Melvin, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not once have I gotten that dude right, like ever. Uh, like in my, even when I think he has good game script or is going to face a good defense, man, I, I just can't, man. He's, I mean, um, how many but, short fields is he going to get because of the Sean Kaiser? Well, he throws all his picks in the red zone, so he's got well, a long the, field. The, the to time go. to play him, first of all, the time to play him is after terrible games. Uh, <laughs> that that's always the time man. to play for him. And also, <laughs> you don't play him in cash. I mean, that's something that I've learned. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you cannot play Jordan Howard in cash because he will sink you. Uh, and you he's know, not the dark type of guy you can right, you can really right. cash up. Uh, you you brought up Deion Lewis. I like Deion Lewis a lot. I think it's a really good spot for him. I mean, he's been a really good too, like a lot a lot more efficient player than I think he, he gets credit for. Fourteen point six percent of his runs have gone for ten or more yards. That's third in the in the league of all running backs, fifty or more carries. Buffalo has allowed the most runs of ten or more yards since they traded Marcel Darius, and they've had the most rushing yards per game in the league over that span. I think it's a good spot. I think people, like Evan said, are going to freak out over the Gillisley thing. I mean, White can get involved some. Um, you just worry about that, you know, the, the Tuds, how the Tuds going to be there. But I, I'm really into Deion Lewis. I mean, Devontae Freeman is still really cheap. See, his pricing got grandfathered in because they yeah, play on it, Monday night. Yeah, it's just it's just really weird because I see Freeman sitting there and I listed off all these guys and I kind of, you know, I kind of skipped over the guy who 
two days ago just absolutely tore it up on national TV. But the Saints' run defense has been pretty good. I, I'm Except for Freeman. Freeman owns them, man. He scored a touchdown in his past six games against them. Uh, he's He got them for 90, 91 yards, and they played a couple weeks ago on Thursday. Uh, Tevin Coleman's really not like a super threat because Tevin Coleman's not getting targeted. And it's, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's, he's interesting. I think he's, I'm not going to play him in cash, but he's interesting in the pricing tier he's in for the type of ceiling we know he has and the way he's played, you know, when, when he, not how high he is. He's um, so yeah. hot, man. He's so hot. Like I, me and uh, Reeves went, Reeves and I went like so hard on him uh, on this uh, Sunday, Monday, and, I just looked, Evan, and Thursday. I just picture you giving this speech like as a 16 year old girl and it's incredible. You're just like, he's so hot, man. He's just so hot. That's, that's all I can picture. Anyways. We talked about it all last week though. Me and Evan yeah. were texting and I said, man, I'm going so hard on Sunday yeah. Monday. I wanted to play yeah. Crabtree. Oh, yeah. I was like, we I wanted, wanted to play, play Crabtree. Crabtree and Freeman, man. Like Crabtree and Freeman. I wanted to just play. I wanted yep. all of it. <laughs> and, hey, I almost, yep. We almost had a little victory lap on the primetime slate until that Humphreys touchdown. I was, I was scooping all the money on fan. I was like, that Humphreys touchdown was a, six or a five figure uh downswing for me so we we are not totally sure yet that tevin coleman is going to be cleared for this week right i mean he, I, I don't did he practice today i didn't see. i don't think he did i didn't see either but i mean but it's not uh yeah i don't know i mean does he's had a number of concussions oh he was back he was limited today he's okay. had a number of concussions we'll, we'll see how he makes it through the week yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just weird, but I keep looking at all these guys and all these guys in good spots. And I look at Devontae Freeman, I'm like, I at this point, I'm just looking for reasons to X a guy out. And if Coleman's back, that's good enough for me as a reason to X Freeman out. Reeves, you do not look like you agree, though. Well, I just think that we the type of ceiling we know he has and the pricing tier he's on that has to leave him in play. Like, if he was priced up like where he was earlier in the season, it'd be different. Um, but, I mean – He's pretty affordable. Like he's it not is, hard. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit weird that we're going to see Deion Lewis at six K be really popular, and we're going to see Devontae Freeman at sixty five hundred be not popular. That that is really strange to me. And Christian McCaffrey, I think he's also going to get some ownership as the week goes on. I mean, if we were if we were to talk about games, I mean, that would have been a game we would have talked about as a game that had to potential back and forth. You know, I mean, that's you know to have upside. Like I said, he's a guy that has owned the Saints, man. He's run all over them. Uh, so I mean, it's tough. Um, can I get you guys to double down on Arizona Cardinal pump plays? No. I mean, it doesn't look like Kerwin Williams is going to play. So, I mean, you got Elijah Penny and Min Price, both sites. Double down. Let's okay. double down. I, I don't know. <laughs> I have I nothing about Elijah Penny. First Let of me all, tell you about him. Preseason well, hero, okay. dude. Preseason hero. Tell me about him, but the way he spells that first name is absurd. It is absurd. But so he, even the past three, so he has all, he was getting all the goal line touches anyways. That's why I never thought Kurt Williams was a good play. Like I was like, well, he's just getting vultured and then shoot, um, not catching passes. But if he's out, then that splits the roles pretty clearly where you just got Penny as like a pounder and the goal line guy and Foster as, uh, you know, the receiving back. So, I mean, if you look at the Giants on the road, their past three games on the road since they're by, I mean, they allowed 25, 130, and two to Raiders backs. They allowed 100 yards uh, to Samaj P. Ryan on the road on Thanksgiving. They allowed 153 rushing yards to the 49ers backs on the road. Um, I like you said, he's, he, the, the running backs plays are so good, but I mean, at, at men, I mean, but let me tell you about it. So Elijah Penny is like laughably, like hysterically, like poor and like any model, like Rob Kelly in a mailbox, like had offspring. It was Elijah Penny. <laughs> like this dude, this dude had like a 28 inch vertical. 
uh, like he ran a four eight forty on his pro day. So like it would have been like a five two at the combine. Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> he's got a brother who's a, a, apparently supposed to be good. Rashad, it's awesome. Rashard, yeah, yeah, is awesome. He got so that kid sapped all of the genes. Like yeah. got them all. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I you know I'm I love like watching preseason games. So Elijah Penny will I mean sometimes they'll give him like 20 carries in a preseason game, you know, and they have this the Cardinals have this color analyst. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about, Reeves? He's they have this color analyst. He's really like um, I don't know. He's like he sounds like Jesse Ventura. He's like yeah, I know you're talking. I don't yeah, know his name. Yeah, he's I know really exactly really about. demonstrative dude. You know, like <laughs> hardcore football guy, and he loves Elijah Penny. He's like because Elijah Penny will just smack people in the mouth. That's his game. You know, he will. So we I can't I, run away from anyone. <laughs> right, he can't run. Right, exactly. He just runs. Try, tries to run through people. Um, so, hey, man, if we if we get him in a situation, my issue is that I think the Giants are going to have offensive success against the Cardinals. If Elijah Penny gets put into a, a bad script situation, it, it's over for him. But um, and I think I think Sterling Shepard could wreck against the card against the Cardinals. Uh, but man, I mean, if we could get 20 carries out of Elijah Penny, I would love that. They they love giving him the rock on the goal line. I mean, he's a, like a legit two touchdown threat. I, think. I mean, you talked about it's going to be over for him if the Giants get out to a lead. As far as I'm concerned, it was over for him as soon as his parents spelled his name E L I. Cards D's been good, man, since the bye. Been really good. Man, this is I, I'm telling you, like I cannot imagine watching this game. You think Red Zone can just X this game out? Like, you know, they have, like, the, the boxes on. Like, instead of showing the game, they just put a frowning face. Do you think that's possible? Because that's, like, I, I cannot imagine. Crane, you're going to end up playing a bunch of Sterling Shepard, I'm sure. Uh, Larry Fitz, I think, is a pretty solid play. He's had, he's had good results with Drew Stanton. I mean, come on, Crane. Don't sleep on this game. Fine. Let's talk, about, let's talk about wide receivers then because we just got done talking about, you know, some crappy guys in that game. Let's talk about some crappy receivers, which are always been, you know, hey, you know, Evan, we talk about crappy receivers. Mr. Bird last week, you absolutely crushed it with him. Cock That was so lucky, by the way. I mean, he got what? <laughs> oh, that was not four a targets. It wasn't a yeah. touchdowns, man. One of the one of the touchdowns. He what was it? What was the saying that he had? Like butt swag or something? He I don't know. He, he, he said he, he had butt swag. Yeah, something. I don't know. He, <laughs> I thought it was cool. Um, Cam said in the post game that he was glad he had a skinny ass. Uh, he, he's a really small. Again, he's a, he's five nine, one hundred and seventy two pounds. He's so small. You know, you don't you don't see very many. I know that he will point to outliers like Darren Sproles, but you do not see very many NFL players that are that small. Uh, so, um, he, and he's hey, he's he's kind of back in play. I mean. He had 66% of the snaps last week, 27 routes. He's got a good matchup again against the friggin' Buccaneers. He has played two games extensively. He's got eight of nine targets. Uh, I mean, he can run. He's got – we haven't even seen him hit a big play yet. Uh, so, he's kind of back in play. But the dudes who I like – so, I kind of like Jarvis Landry in that Chiefs game. If you're going to try to, like, build a game stack, which I'm going to do with, like, Alex Smith and Kelsey, you bring it back with Jarvis Landry. You remove Ju Julius Thomas. He went on injury reserve with a foot injury. Uh, Jarvis Landry has been just dominating uh, red zone and uh, scoring position targets this year. 
even more so with no Julius Thomas. Matchup is good against the Chiefs. He's been getting fed targets, period. Uh, so, you know, I, I think if, if that game shoots out, that's where we're going to get the points. Uh, Devin Funches, I think we go right back to uh, against the Buccaneers. Uh, Mike Evans, I think in, in that game that has, has shootout potential, I think is a great play. Chris Godwin, I think we're going to see him start in place of Deshaun Jackson. Uh, at Min Price, uh, when he got a start earlier in the season against the Jets, he played like 90% of the snaps, saw 10 targets. Uh, so I think that he is very intriguing. Um, Michael Thomas has crushed the Falcons historically. We're starting to see some positive touchdown regression for, from him after he barely – he had two touchdowns in the first 11 games. He's got one in three straight, should have had two more uh, last week. Keenan Allen, I think, is the best wide receiver play on the board. Uh, Doug Baldwin, we talked about him. Dez talked about him. Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good plays at wide receiver this week. I mean, what about – you picked the wrong Miami receiver because I have what? been waiting for Devontae Parker to work all freaking year. Last week, he finally gets 12 targets. Come on. Come on. Come back to Devontae Parker with me. No. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you got, we got to look at this Chiefs defense too the last couple of weeks, and they might not be. A, one, we know we don't want to target teams playing in Arrowhead. And two, we might want to look at the trends of their defense that they reshuffled their secondary a little bit. Uh, you know, and, and maybe not completely chased. I think Landry's fine because the types of targets he gets and where they're going to be most vulnerable still. But, I mean, I don't want to stretch it out to a guy that, you know, just got 12 targets and he only turned him into, you know, a wide receiver three production. So, I mean, right, it's, it's tough. D Devontae it's tough. Parker, he's going to get stuck on Revis Island, man. Oh, but Revis hardly fine. played last week. He was fine. Weird, I know. But... I know. <laughs> fine. Let's go. We're going to – Revis Island is going to be nice and sunny, and there's going to be coconuts and chicks and bikinis bringing us grapes. It's going to be a good time <laughs> on Revis Island this week. Reeves, who are some of the wide receivers you're looking at? I mean, Evan pretty much smashed it. I would say that there's a direct pivot in that Tampa Bay game too, especially if Captain Munderland's not going to be back. They could not stop Randall Cobb last week. Adam Humphreys is min. He's more of a DK play, but min price than DK. He, he and Jameis Winston actually have a rapport. We tried to do this once with Adam Humphreys against the Jets, but it was with Brian Fitzpatrick, you know, uh, who really is not, you know, Brian Fitzpatrick's going to push the ball downfield more. And, you know, obviously Godwin got all his targets, but, you know, Jameis and Humphreys have a rapport dating back to last year when he was third on the team in targets. Uh, Jameis will use the middle of the field more. I mean, so, I mean, he's a guy that I think is in play. As like I said, direct pivot to Godwin, or you can mix those guys up if you want to mix up ownership. Uh, Robert Woods is super cheap on FanDuel. Uh, he's actually, I think, just about the same price on FanDuel that he is on DraftKings. I mean, he's been a wide receiver two or better in six of his past nine games, double-digit points in seven of those nine games. He came back and, you know, played 73% of snaps, led the team with 33% of targets, just secured. Um, he's, he's getting the most red zone looks in the games he's been active since he's played. I think he's really cheap. The Titans are a team that just give up oodles of, like, red zone, red zone plays, but they don't give a lot of rushing touchdowns. So it could be, like, a lot of passing touchdown value. He's a guy I'm really honing in on his price over on FanDuel. Um, and Evan pretty much talked about all the other dudes that were good. I mean, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, easy smash guys if you're paying up at receiver. Mike Evans is kind of like we talked about down to Devontae Freeman. He's like in that tier where you know the ceiling is high and you, you could dabble. Uh, Carolina's been really bad against wide receivers. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think if you want to take a shot too, man, it's like a super dark play. You're not going to play him in cash, but Marquise Goodwin I think is still in play. I think people are going to look at the Jags yep. and not want to play him. 
but it, it is a tougher matchup. But they've allowed six pass plays of 40 or more yards to opposing wide receivers over their past four games. Four of those have been touchdowns. They haven't getting beat, you know, over the top. So, I mean, you're not complaining cash, obviously, but you might not be dead to as many people as, as you know, you would think. 49ers are winning this week, by the way, guys. Really? They got to stop yeah. winning, man. They got to stop winning games. They got to stop winning. <laughs> oh, what is happening? Process. Well, they, are, they already traded their, their, their high two, right, which that's, at the time yeah. looked like it was going to be a top 35 pick. And now, I mean, the Patriots just got to be, like, kicking themselves. Every time that Garoppolo <laughs> pulls out a win, you know, their pick gets worse and worse every single time. Um, hey, I, I like the Goodwin call. I, th- I think he's he's got potential for sure. So – what do we do with Josh Gordon at this point? Because he was probably my highest solo receiver last week, other than Antonio Brown. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm looking at Josh Gordon here, a matchup against the Bears. Not really a defense I want to attack. You know, we talk about some ugly games. This one just screams ugly with a couple of young quarterbacks, a couple of okay defenses. Eh, it's kind of a mad game. It's like the central version of the uh, that Giants-Cardinals game. So, Evan, what do we do with Josh Gordon this week? He's just very much a tournament play. He's, uh, you know, getting a ton of targets and air yards. Uh, the opportunity has been there. He's got to get, you know, he's got to catch some more accurate passes from Deshaun Kaiser. You know, he's got to win in, you know, contested situations. Uh, he's been creating separation. Uh, the Bears have given up 75-plus uh, yards into a touchdown to six of the last – uh, seven number one receivers that they faced. Uh, so, I mean, there it, there's definitely a story that you can tell about Josh Gordon. He's a classic GPP play. People are going to really start moving away from him after loving him for a little bit. Uh, and I, he's a great GPP play, I think. Yeah, he was under 10% on last week, and I expect him to be under 5% this week. So I definitely have some interest. Uh, Reeves, you guys mentioned Doug Baldwin earlier against Dallas. If you're playing Russ, is this the guy you're, tar- you're playing with him? Yeah, I mean, pretty much for all the reasons we laid out, just, you know, the, the archetype receiver that's given Dallas problems. Um, Jadobi Uze has actually been pretty decent since they 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 swapped him into the lineup uh, on the boundary. Like I said, I mean, P. Rich still has the touchdown upside, but, I mean, Baldwin fits, like, the guy that, like, we're due, like, one of these Doug Baldwin hammer games, man. It's been – he does this, man, sometimes where he just kind of goes dormant for a little bit and not he hasn't gotten any type of volume recently. Uh, but, you know, he's due for one of those blow-up Doug Baldwin-type games. I mean, you, you could chase it, I think, for a little bit of regression for the last two weeks. Why not? I, I think it's coming. I, I absolutely think it's coming. And there, nobody's going to be on Doug Baldwin. Like, people are going to play Russ. Are they really going to play Baldwin? No, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Evan, you know, let's. I'll tell you what, before we get into tight end, you mentioned some games that might shoot out. I know we talked about uh, the Tampa game as one of them. What are some of the other games you're targeting that you think are going to shoot out? Um, that Dallas Seahawks game, um, I would not say that I think that 49ers Jags is going to shoot out, but I think that it could go over the total. Um, mm, that's a good question. Uh, Reeves, do you have any that you think might shoot out? I mean, Bucks Panthers has a shot. Um, that's what we said. That's what we said. Yeah. I guess, I guess Saints Falcons is another one. Yeah, Saints Falcons. The reason why we switched this format though, because there wasn't there wasn't a lot of dual sided games. Mm-hmm. That's why we switched to this. We there wasn't a lot of yeah. dual sided games we liked. Uh, both where we liked both sides, uh, yeah. which is what we usually. That's why we usually pick those mm-hmm. those games. But I'm just, uh, yeah, there wasn't wasn't a whole lot. 
Russ, Baldwin, Zeke, figure out the rest later. I'm just going to make my life easy this week. All right. Let's I'm, talk- I'm going to try to get uh, Sunday, Monday action. And I think that a guy who will be super low owned uh, in the late Monday night game is Crabtree. Uh, and, you know, despite scoring two touchdowns last week, I think he'll have very low ownership. It's a fine matchup. Ton of targets coming his way. What do you have, like seven end zone targets last week? It's ridiculous. And then they came out after the game. They said, well, because uh, Crabtree, I think he missed the final play. They put him in concussion, concussion protocol. And, like, they had the play called to get him the ball in the end zone. But he wasn't even on the field. So Crabtree – so Carr tried to do it himself and, you know, just – fumbled it away but uh but crabtree man i mean he has huge touchdown upside yeah absolutely i mean i'm all about some michael crabtree especially if amari's gonna miss and we don't know that yet but all right let's go on to some tight ends because obviously if you want to pay up great gronk against buffalo reeps have you heard of that yeah, I mean, he's typically, you know, we usually target him in Buffalo, but, I mean, I don't think you can really move away from him if you want to pay. I mean, he's had 23 PPR points or more his last three games. He's just getting an absurd amount of targets. He's got 34.4% of the team targets over his past three games played, just 19% prior to that. Uh, he's, you know, um, he's just he's just going. He's doing Gronk-like things right now. Uh, you That's know, he's bad. averaging over – He's averaging like 16 yards a catch. Like, I don't know. It's just, just, just keep playing. Rob Gronkowski, man. Uh. (laughs) I mentioned my life gets easier when I don't play against the Jags defense. My life also gets easier when I just load up on Gronk. Like you're, you're very rarely disappointed with a Gronk game, especially when you consider, you know, us trying to find punts and other tight end positions and it gets a little dicey. sometimes. We'll talk about some of those guys later. Evan, if you're paying up tight end, is it Gronk for you at 7,400 over on DK? Uh, I think that Gronk is the best player in football, uh, okay. I mean, r- regardless of position. Um, and wrestling because of that elbow move a couple weeks right. ago. Um, I like Kelsey, though, a lot mm-hmm. against the Dolphins. Dolphins have no prayer against tight ends. Um, it's such a good matchup. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Olsen, so I, I, sh- I wish I would have been higher on him last week. I, you know, I'm very much like, a, you know, I'm, I'm from Missouri like you like Ukraine, or you're from Illinois, but Illinois, you know, we're, we're I'm close. From, I'm from we're, the we're side. Close. Yeah, we're close. the state that's broke is on my side, though. So I, I need to see it, you know. I mean, I've – I've so many times in the past, you know, I've made the mistake of not seeing it and then expecting it to happen, and then it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I, I flipped, the, flipped the script on that, and I need to see it. And we just saw it from Greg Olson. I still think he's not 100%, but they're playing him like a 100% player. Uh, his touchdown came on like a wide open busted coverage. Uh, but, you know, facing the Buccaneers who haven't given up a lot of fantasy points this, this year to, uh, to tight ends, but I don't think they're like shutting down tight ends. I mean, you know, they, they missed Gronk. They haven't faced like a, a, a strong schedule of, of tight ends this year. Uh, so I think that Olsen, Antonio Gates at, at the min, man, I mean, he's hard to get away from. Like, yeah. I think they're going to lean on him heavily. Uh, he, Rivers looks for him in the end zone. Uh, the Chargers should have passing success in this game. Uh, the, the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, he's just so cheap. If he scores a touchdown and gets 29 yards, you're fine. You, you know, you're, you're good. Uh, so he's really tempting for me. Uh, I like Evan Ingram in Arizona. I like Jesse James a little bit on, on Monday. 
Uh, and then Jimmy Graham against Dallas. Uh, Vernon Davis, I, I want to be a thing, but I don't think I'm going to end up playing him. Uh, just just not getting the ball. I mean, Cousins didn't throw him the, throw him, throw him the rock. We're going to have to change his name to Little Vern. <laughs> uh, it hurts. It's painful, man. I, I know it painful. hurts you, man, but I don't think we have a choice. You know, another guy, O.J. Howard, he was just playing on IR. So Cameron Brait, 3,300 at the Panthers. Reeves, are you looking at Brait at all this week? Yeah, we talked about cross stacking that game and the touchdown potential. Like, why why wouldn't we, you know, uh, you know, given the touchdown upside he's had? Uh, you know, like I said, Evan, I mean, I'm, I've am i got my player pulled down to three dudes, though. I'm, I'm Xing everyone out except for Gronk, Kelsey, and Antonio Gates is the part. And every, everyone else, I'm not, I'm not playing. They're up, other dudes, but like, I'm not like, three guys. You're saying bye-bye to the mid-range. Yeah, man. I'm, I mean, dude, I'm going to play so much Kelsey. Like, Evan talked about Jordan Howard, so, like, uh, and playing, like, just play Howard after he has, like, a lousy game. Well, the same is true for Kelsey. I mean, every time he's had a bad game, like, he has just come back and smashed and got fed opportunity. Um, the other three times he wasn't a tight end one on the year, he's come back and he's put up 24 points, uh, 14 points, and 25 points. He scored in all those games. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins are terrible. Like Evan said, they're 31st in catches a lot of the position. Uh, it's a game where I expect Alex Smith to have a big game. It's just – and, you know, like Tyreek's always one play away. But, I mean, like I don't know what, what this thing is with, with Xavier Howard, man, but their wide receiver ones in the Dolphins have caught five of 19 targets the past three games. I mean, for 85 total yards. So, I mean, I'm not going to fade Tyreek Hill by any means for that because Tyreek's a dude that just needs one play to, to, to hit his fantasy quota. But, I mean, if we're going to get any opportunity where more targets get funneled to Travis Kelsey uh, against the team that can't stop him, I mean, I just want to play a lot of Travis Kelsey, man. Yo, yo, Reeves, Reeves, did you see Crane yawning up in the it corner? It was not he, a yawn. He, he yawned. Yes, it was a yawn. Not a yawn. Yes, it was. It was that was not a yawn. Right, so He's anyways. got the hiccups, man. He's about to start seeing pink elephants, I think. I, I've got hiccups from hell right now, man. I'm just trying to get through the rest of the show. All right, all right. I got um, I got a little nugget. So I do the the Feast podcast with, uh, with Ross Tucker, and he went to the Chargers game last week. Um, and uh, they were playing the Chiefs, obviously, on, on Saturday. He was calling. He was a sideline reporter, I think, for, for Westwood One, and he was talking to the Chargers coaches, okay? So this is not influenced by Chiefs coaching staff coach speak, okay? He was talking to the Chargers coaches, and he asked them, like, what's the difference with Matt Nagy, you know, calling plays? Because Matt Nagy three games ago took over as the, the Chiefs offensive play caller, and their answer was that uh, they thought that less cute stuff, uh, you know, Andy Reid has a tendency to like get cute and, you know, Travis Kelsey will have a game with like three targets. And it's like, what the heck just happened? Uh, and uh, the, the Chargers coaches thought that the new emphasis under Matt Nagy was to just get the ball to the best players, which is good coaching. Uh, and that's to get the ball to Travis Kelsey, to get the ball to Tyreek Hill, and to get the ball to Kareem Hunt. Uh, it's so amazing. I, I thought that was It's amazing how much easier a coach's life can be if he just focuses on getting ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like this the rest of the night. Seriously, my wife's going to be yelling at me like one in the morning because it's not going to stop. Like happens once a month and it just goes on for like 20 hours. It's brutal. All right, let's move on. Speaking of brutal, let's move on to kickers where uh, – Evan, you're the kicker whisperer, so I'll let you take it away, man. No, man, I, I don't. I mean, Robbie Gould is just common sense. You know, I'm not really the <laughs> kicker whisperer. I mean, 
you know, in my early builds, I've looked at like Gano, Graham Gano a little bit uh, in a game that I think could be high scoring. Um, I, I mean, Gould, you know, I, I'm not sure about Gould. I'm not sure about Gould. I think that the 49ers will move the ball better than expected against the Jags, but I'm just not sure they're going to score many points. Um, and then Phil Dawson at home against the Giants. It should be a domed game. And I think that the, the Cardinals, even with Drew Stanton, at quarterback, should be able to move the ball against the Giants. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Reeves, do you have anything better? I mean, Harrison Buckner, log out. Uh, in in the in the since he's been with the Chiefs since Week Four in the Chiefs six wins since he's been there he's attempted four point four field goals per game he's his lowest amount of points he's had in any of those games is eleven he's had eleven eighteen fourteen nineteen sixteen and fourteen in those games I'm just gonna click the button on him since they made gold only a hundred dollars cheaper than him and I'm just gonna be done with it we almost changed the name of this segment. We're going to do quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, Harrison, Harrison Butker, defense. I like yeah. Dawson, though, too. I think Dawson is the dude if like, you just have to have the the money that can go down because he's 46. Because, uh, I mean, you have a team that's the, the worst in red zone conversion rate. Uh, he was getting a ton of field goal attempts through, like, Blaine Gabbert just being terrible in the red zone. But I still think, like Evan said, he's going to have an opportunity still, you know, at home in that game. I think if you need those – if you just need those few hundred bones, like, you can go down to him. I played a bunch of uh, Phil Dawson early in the year. This dude missed so many field goals. I yeah, mean, like it was so ones. tilting. He has like ten missed field goals on the season. I mean, like he's, short, like like yeah, bunnies, yeah. So that and, and I would like always assign myself uh, the the Cardinals games because I would have a ton of Fitzgerald and, <laughs> you, Palmer, and Dawson, Palmer you know, yeah, right. <laughs> Back in the, it seems like forever ago, but. Um, but I mean, just watching these, watching your kicker when you when you have them on fan, FanDuel, watching the actual game, not red zone, watching the actual game, and seeing this dude line up for the field goal and then miss it, is the most <laughs> tilting thing in the history of, of fantasy sports. I mean, it is just you throwing shit, you know, like it's bad. He's the quarterback version of Blaine Gabbert. You roster him, you just don't want to watch the game. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about some deep defenses. Obviously, there are a lot of good defenses like we're talking about a lot of games that might kind of blow out a lot of offenses that we really don't want any pieces of so who are some of the defenses you're focusing on this week dude chief special teams onslaught man you just keep going to it wait are you gonna use like the the kelsey hunt (laughs) and then go for the double dip with hill and the chiefs D. Now I'm not gonna try to double dip except you. That if you chase that, like it never happens. Like you never get the double dip of kicker. Yeah, you never you get start, the kicker. Turn. When, you start, when you started in DFS, did you want the double dip to happen? Because I 100% did. Yeah, but man, I'm, you, that's one of the first things you learn. Like chasing it is like just it doesn't happen, man. I remember uh, like Scott Barrett had like some really great stats on like it not happening, and, it, and like the day he tweeted um, was that playoff game where Deion Lewis went off against the the Texans, the playoff game last year, mm-hmm. we housed the kickoff and then they passed the against Brock Osweiler. And it was like, oh, it was, but it what rarely old, happens. What did the old mentions look like when that happened? Yeah, it was, it, it ballooned quite a bit. But maybe <laughs> when you look at the Chiefs, they haven't allowed more than two touchdowns in a game at home since week seven of last year. It's 13 straight games, including the playoff game they played at home last year. Uh, they have scored nine or more fantasy points in all their games at home except for two. So, I mean, Jay Cutler on the road, negative game script in Arrowhead. 
It seems to make a lot of sense where they're priced. What, you're not thinking about playing Jake at the minimum like I am? <laughs> I can't, you know, if you're going to try to convince you Cutler, man, not get on this Drew Stanton train. <laughs> no, oh, I mean, if I'm going to choose between Drew Stanton and Jay Cutler, I just might want to call it a season early because that does not sound like a fun thing to do for me. Oh, I thought we were brewing to a side bet. <laughs> Come on. You think I'm going to bet with either of you two? <laughs> I'm not light. I mean, look, I've lit stuff on fire, but I ain't lighting that it on fire like that. Evan, who are some of the defenses you're looking for? Yeah, I love the Chiefs. They're underpriced on FanDuel, too. Um, Ravens against the Colts on Saturday. Uh, Slates. Uh, Bears against Hugh Jackson. Um, great Just play. Hugh Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> Bears against Hugh Jackson. Like, start Just your defenses against Hugh Jackson. Man. All right? Start your Ds against like, Hugh Jackson. You're going to start getting, like, these angry letters from Hugh Jackson and shit. Like, it's going to get ugly. <laughs> Whatever, man. Bring it. You're uh, bigger than Hugh Jackson. I, I I wouldn't be worried if I were you. So Bales, you know, has written articles about how games that can shoot out uh, can result in uh, good defensive plays. Mm-hmm. The Panthers against the Buccaneers, I think, first of all, is a good play on paper. And even if it shoots out, uh, I think that it could be uh, a good play. Uh, it kind of stinks that we're going to be without Thomas Davis. Would prefer for him to be in. But I think that Shaq Thompson, if he's healthy, can fill that role adequately. I mean, they, they made him a first-round pick a couple years ago, you know. Um, Chargers against the Jets, I mean, that should be relatively chalk. Uh, and then Monday night, Steelers against the, the Texans, I think, is a good play as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Chargers against the Jets, that should easily be the chalk. And I get it if everybody wants to go there. You know, great mm-hmm. pass rush. Bryce Petty, what else could you possibly want? And, you know, I'm with Bales, by the way. Like, one of my favorite things to mm-hmm. do is target these paced-up games because, again, we want you – know, like, point prevent, prevention is kind of whatever. What do we want? We want those big turnovers for touchdowns. That's how you pay the bills with defenses. So, I would definitely want to check that out. Reeves, any last thoughts for you? No, no, you guys hit on I me. Mean, anytime you can get a game with just, like, oodles of pass time because sacks and turnovers are what pays, man. What about you, Evan? No, man, your, your wife needs to, like, grab you by the ankles and just shake you until you're done with the, the hiccups, bro. Dude, it's brutal. Like, one, once a month, like, it's it just – it never stops. It's going to be like this all all night. I'm just going to be laying here just going, this is awful. You know, as Dave Kitchen says, this is the worst. That's what I'm going to be doing. We got to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, though, because we won't be back on. You know, hopefully everyone uh, gets their stocking stuff this weekend. We're, we're, not, we're not doing camp. week 17? We're doing week 17. But Christmas is Monday, man. Oh, yeah, but God. we're not – I mean, yeah, we're going to do week 17. Look at Evan. <laughs> I just looked at the date, you know. We've been in a coma for like five months. I know. When would you have realized that Christmas was this week? Uh, I just didn't realize it was that close. You know, it's coming up. <laughs> when his article was done, when he would, you know, when he got got out of the the the, the article mode and said, and looked actually looked at things. Yeah, Evan's on Amazon right now, just searching for anything to buy any box. <laughs> Please let me find somebody. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get off here, guys, because I can't possibly keep doing the show like this. Thanks so much for watching. For Rich Revar, for Evan Silva. I am Eric Craig. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.